0: Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 118. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I've got a couple of beans on the line with me. So tonight we've got Cracker. How's it going mate? Very well thanks bud. How are you? Pretty good and Chewie's back again this week. How's it going mate?
1: Yeah very well. Uh, Had a week off, feeling fresh so ready to talk about the fallout of the Alchemy Mythic Championship and really pumped to talk about everything Alchemy right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Insert cricket sounds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Insert. That's not what you said
2: 35 seconds ago. <laughs> uh,
1: I was, uh, I was listening to, uh, listening to the last week's cast going like preach to you guys. So yeah, I probably didn't have too much to add onto what you were saying. I think you nailed it last week. Uh, and I think, yeah, large swaths, swath swathes of, uh, of the magic community kind of agree with that. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, uh, and you feel like shouting into the echo chamber, get onto it.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was a different podcast from our, our usual sort of vibe. Did you vibe feel better? Together. Was it cathartic? Yeah, it was a little bit.
1: I don't, yeah, no, kind it's of, it's I one of those cathartic. things where it's
0: like you do a bunch of complaining and then afterwards you're like, yeah, all my complaining makes no difference. So.
1: <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no, but it is. It, there's a catharsis to us, right? And like if we could complain about alchemy again this week, and I'm, I missed last week, I'm back, this could be a cathartic reunion.
2: Ooh. Oh wow! Things <laughs> that we didn't miss last week. That's <laughs> yeah. well, all right. We're uh, not we're not whinging yeah. all week this week. We've got other things to talk no, about.
0: There, there probably will be a little bit of whinging, but yeah, uh, yeah we'll talk about some we other. Are we players. Players. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was other exciting things to talk about. So correct. Before we get any into any of that, we do have our awesome sponsors to shout out. So Chewie, do you want to do the honors this week?
1: I would love to. So, you I just, got just saw to- that. Yeah, I saw Pat in person, uh, and, uh, which is always an absolute pleasure. Uh, uh the reason I missed last week's episode I I'm like, visiting my mum and, and Pat lives, uh, yeah, very, uh, just down the road from mum, basically. So, uh, but aside from being a, a good guy, Pat, uh, also runs Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, who are a Facebook auction page uh, where they have nightly auctions for physical magic cards. They also have some Win It Now posts where you can jump on. You have to be quick, first in, first serves. Super competitive prices, a lot of play sets. Uh It is amazing. Uh, they have primo auctions on the weekends. They run regular giveaways and they sponsor us, both our podcast and our tournament series. So... Would really love if you gave their Facebook page a follow, bid on some auctions, pick up some bargains, and when you do win, be sure to tell them that the beans sent you.
0: Very good. And uh, while you were there visiting Pat, you walked away with a giant box full of more things to... (laughs) Oh, so much swag.
1: (laughs) I I picked up some auction wins that I had because, you know, petrol is, you know, well, diesel's $2.20 a litre. So I drove... 450 k's to go up there and and picked up my cards and saved on two bucks postage so it was really (laughs) efficient not not Uh, even a leader (laughs) yeah that's right so uh yeah pat gave us some uh some stuff and we gave away uh some of the the surplus christmas boxes that he did uh, a couple of months ago and we gave them away this week which was pretty fun
0: Mm, yes uh this week, there was the biggest, hottest stream in Magic that uh, anyone has ever seen. Being YouTube, uh, you had Cracker streaming some real life awesome in person. high level pa- game pa- Paper, paper real life tabletop Magic. What
2: was how that? How good
1: was it, Cracker? I mean, how it, good was
2: it? It? <laughs> it was unreal. It was so much fun. We're just, yeah, had an absolute blast. Got to play Magic, got to just. Hang out with mates for an evening. Like, what else is there? That's why we play the game. And then just got to talk to chat a bunch as well and and sort of fumble through some complicated decks. I don't understand how to work.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really good. If you don't follow us on Twitter, go to at MagicBeansCast, and there's a, a recent photo up there uh, of the rig uh, with, you know, a 4K camera, multiple GoPros, uh, director shorty just absolutely working his magic with uh, scene changes and transitions. And uh, Cracker and I just got to benefit from, you know, uh, all of Polly Waffle's setup work, Shorty's work on OBS. And we just got to just talk magic and sling some cardboard on stream. And it was hella fun and a little bit of a, you know, a precursor to, I guess, some new content that uh, the Beans will be putting up and, you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully, yeah, a bit of event coverage here and there. If anybody's out there, wizards, hit us up. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it was super fun to do. It was interactive with chat. It was interactive with one another. Uh, we had to like manually shuffle. Um, turns it took, out, it took ages too. I know, yeah, but it, it really turns does. out the 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 in person shuffler. Just as broken as in the arena shuffler. <laughs> thought. I had
2: so many seven land hands, man. Who knew that
0: a deck? That's it's all half the mana lanes. weaving you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was good fun. And uh, yeah, if you missed the vod or you missed the live stream, go go back and check out the vod on Twitch. Uh, yeah, we didn't really promote it. We we weren't sure. You know, we, we'd sort of put it in our calendars that we wanted to do it on on Tuesday night, but. We weren't 100% sure if things were going to work properly and, and how things were going to go, so we didn't, didn't sort of really promote it in advance. And uh, yeah, still had some really good numbers on Twitch. People there just just loving hanging out and watching some paper magic. And yeah, the quality of the cameras that uh, that Polywaffles has got for us is top notch. So yeah, we're, we're very little glare on the on the card sleeves, all the light set up and that sort of thing. So. Like Chewie said, it is a precursor to some things that we want to do going forward. So keep an eye out for more of that paper magic content, and uh, yeah, we'll be getting some commander games going in the near future as well. So stay tuned for that, and uh, keep an eye out for you know other improvements we we put into the stream, and, and hopefully, like Chewy said, some some tournament coverage if uh, if those opportunities come up. Once we we've, we've got everything all set up and done, we can we can you know jump into a store and do some coverage. So if you're running a store and you're running an event and you want something like that, hit us up. We'll see what we can do. So yeah, good fun, and it was uh, interesting watching Cracker fumble his way through playing uh, <laughs> Amulet Titan. Amulet Titan. <laughs> Plenty of fumbling. <laughs>
1: oh, I was just counting backwards from twenty with Affinity, just trying to get him dead. I, I just I took the easy way out just quietly, but uh, I think uh, I did go back and watch the VOD and uh, you know just try to pick up on my own misplays and such. But uh, I think we played nine games of Magic. Cracker, okay. and uh, you're five foot up, so okay. you, are, take you are winning. It. So, yep. Mm, so do we, need, do we to, uh, need to keep,
0: like, a year-long tally? Yeah, Ooh. I think we do. I think we do. I think we good. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, we'll, get, we'll get that going next time. I'll just add that to the stream. <laughs> just the win counter. <laughs> yeah, uh, very good. All right, so, uh, yeah, there, there was another uh, large stream that was on on the weekend. We will just briefly mention this. We, you know, we spoke about alchemy last week and sort of leading into the neon dynasty championship and, and it would be you know remiss of us to to not mention it at all but uh yeah there was the neon dynasty championship we played on the weekend i watched a little bit of the coverage not sure if either of you two uh, got to watch it but it yeah, was good i, caught, a little I bit.
1: caught like random games here and there maybe yeah, three yeah, games same out of the whole coverage
0: yep yeah it was you know usual good quality wizards coverage high quality gameplay from what i've been hearing from people people were very happy with how exciting the formats were uh you know being being alchemy and historic but i think to be honest if you substituted alchemy for standard you'd probably still have people saying oh you know it was really good games and and really diverse meta and all that sort of stuff so i don't know if that's really a, a ringing endorsement for the alchemy format but yeah it was pretty good good you know these are the equivalents of the pro tours that we used to have and yeah, we've crowned the uh, the Neon Dynasty champion in Ely Cassis, who is uh, someone that Chewie's been a fan of from uh, the KCI
1: days. As I was saying precast, mm. if you've played KCI, uh, you're automatically a good human being. So uh, Ely gets my vote.
0: Yeah. So yeah, there was some pretty diverse, um, a pretty diverse metagame. Uh, I think Mono White ended up being the top uh, played deck in Alchemy, which was hard targeting the runes deck, which was the, the second uh, most represented deck. And that that deck had an absolutely abysmal weekend, like a 30% win rate with uh, not just the mono white decks, but a lot of decks just playing main decks, uh, main deck uh, Archon of Amirias and things like that, that just completely sort of shut down the, uh, and that shut down the runes deck. So not surprising that had a really poor weekend, but yeah. With Ely- the
1: expected win rate from whatever source you guys got got that no idea where that came from we (laughs) we were laughing so hard at that (laughs) yeah yeah. i know i know but i i feel like you know the spongebob meme with like every second letter capitalized like 86 percent win rate yeah (laughs) that's that's kind of warranted for whoever came up with those numbers
0: yeah yeah so yeah ely cassis was running orzov venture in uh in alchemy which was not a deck that was on anyone's radar and this is kind of what we said wizards should do with their, their alchemy changes. They pumped up the venture mechanic and made it to a point where it was actually pretty good. His deck was in reality more just like a an Orzhov, uh like mid range deck, and just happened to have. I think there was like twelve venture cards in in total that were just sort of a little bit of extra value. So I don't know if it's really a. Uh, That's a fair a hard, bit though.
2: Like yeah, you've you've been called like gruel with like two green cards in your deck before. So yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it's i, I was, le- leaning into. Wizards going to take I've it. I've played Affinity
1: with, with no cards with Affinity for artifacts. Yeah, in my life, <laughs> yeah, that's <of> course, <laughs> true. Yeah, that's a deck's called <laughs> Affinity forever.
2: It's yeah. just, <laughs> it's just mono artifacts. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, obviously, wizards are going to take that and and run with it and and They'll use that use as, that as success, ammunition right? of yeah, of the well, success of alchemy.
2: I mean, he definitely did venture a lot though like he did yes yeah he even went through like all of the big ones and stuff a couple of times as well so he was definitely you know leveraging the mechanic which is cool because yeah that was what we all thought should happen you know take something that was close and standard and then just pump it up to make it good why not
0: yep so yeah of venture in alchemy and is it phoenix in historic uh shout out to jim davis who yeah what a run so it, it it has it on his record that he went 15 and 0 but it's not actually technically right. I think he went 12 and 0 and then the last three rounds he doesn't have to play cuz he I think with the way that these tournaments are set up once you hit 12 wins you're like auto qualified for top 8. So either way, he went undefeated. He went he got 12 wins with with no losses. Uh, and then the, the top eight was double elimination, and unfortunately he just got knocked knocked straight out. He played against Ili Cassis in the first round, and lost. Uh, and then played against uh, Johnny Gutman uh, in the lower bracket and lost. So, bit of a disappointment there. It would have been the you know the fairy tale story, but
1: it would have been. But it's funny, Magic's a funny game though, right? Like you can go twelve and zero in the hardest field imaginable. And still walk away disappointed. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like there's some test cricket happening in Pakistan <laughs> at the moment and someone got out for 196 and they were devastated. If somebody told me I was going to make 196 runs in a season, I'd be stoked. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Crazy. It's good to see Jim Davis doing well, though. He's you know, yeah, He's been yeah. an SCG grinder for a long time and hasn't really had kind of that top finish at this level of event, even though he's very capable of doing so. So it was nice to see him just kind of crush.
0: I think he's a full- time streamer now too like full, yeah. full-time content content producer so yeah good good on him. Uh, I did hear Ely cassis was on the the midweek metagame podcast this week with uh, with Gab Nassif. Seif uh, he works a full- time job he's a psychotherapist or something along those lines and works full- time job has a couple of kids and all that sort of stuff and yeah. Finds the time so to, to play excuse? magic, and, yeah, and do well. So well, we're bad. <laughs> uh, at the we're game. not Cassis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now nah, shout, shout out to him. Uh, the other sort of kick in the guts for Jim Davis is the top six from this uh, this tournament all qualify for Worlds. So all you had to do was win one match in the uh the top eight bracket and you were qualified for worlds and yeah unfortunately jim davis and brent voss Voss, uh, knocked out and they're the two that miss out on the world's invite so yeah a bit of disappointment there uh, yeah anyway so that is the neon dynasty championship that was on yeah this this weekend and uh yeah just after that we had a state of the game announcement article so Couple little things in there, Cracker. Do you want to sort of take through? Well, you know, we're not going to spend a ton of time on it, but do you want to take us through what we got in there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that they talk about, and we'll just talk about this briefly, is there's going to be a discussion on the economy for Arena. So we're expecting to see that like tomorrow morning, our time. It's
0: yeah, probably be out by the time you listen to this podcast.
2: Yeah, Um, and man, I don't know. I'll read the thing. It says, we know this has been a hot topic amongst our players, especially since the release of Alchemy. We wanted to acknowledge some of the feedback we've received and give some insight on our design philosophies and intentions, as well as open it up for a live Q&A. Oh. Yeah. So, like Ooh, I said I before. That, I hope
1: the person monitor- monitoring the questions is wearing a helmet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's that, going to be a rough The thing with this one. is <laughs> it, it doesn't say that they're introducing changes they're just going to have a discussion around why they're making stupid decisions i don't know because
1: if we don't if we don't have a predatory economy our shareholders won't make a billion dollars in profit and we can't Uh, keep just you know squeezing you guys for everything
2: so the end i yeah i guess we'll (laughs) see it'll be interesting i i I probably won't catch it in the morning but i'll definitely go back and watch it yeah, they've said there, is- there will
0: be an article that that accompan- accompan- accompanies it as well, as well. But yeah, they yeah, but they I w- announced I want to see the this. questions. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: don't care. I want to see how they actually <laughs> yeah. they answer what's going yeah, on. Yeah, go
0: back, go back, watch that later. Yeah, but yeah, they they did the old announcement of an announcement thing and, and told us a week ago that this was coming up. Uh, That's and okay. Everyone I don't went oh, that. Sweet, there's, you know, there's a thing. There's an announcement coming up about the arena economy and straight away like we were actually you went there on the weekend I think but we're talking about it with with some of the guys on the weekend it's like okay surely they're going to announce something about you know letting you convert wild cards you know convert four wild, uh, common wild cards to an uncommon and then four uncommons to a rare and, and you know things along those lines or some sort of changes or getting rid of the rarity in alchemy cards something along those lines and then this comes out and it's like oh no no this is just a discussion about why our game's so expensive. So there's going to be a lot of disappointed people after this. I think. I,
2: ho- I hope we're
0: wrong. I don't,
1: don't think lie. we I are. I hope so too.
2: But I hope we're wrong.
1: Like yeah. if if we're not wrong, then they, you know, people then, are going to be pretty flat, right? Then then so, what
2: though? Like the problem is that you can go, well, that sucks, and then you launch Arena, <laughs> you, <laughs> you keep you playing <laughs> your quests, and you play exactly. anyway. <laughs> so it's it's hard. Like I'm not, I'm not playing alchemy, but you know that they, they still get the Nobody's engagement. Playing like, <laughs> Nobody's playing alchemy. That's, that's <laughs> true. That's yeah, true. I'd love to set see the championship's numbers over
0: the numbers. Must <sighs> will probably just drop right off. I, I tell you what, I thought was
2: really interesting about that, though, is they're literally midway through an alchemy tournament, and they're like, "By the way, here's the new cards for alchemy that you can't play with for this tournament, but they're coming in next week." Yep,
1: they've and, been. And don't so bother getting these deck
0: lists because they're going to be useless. Yep, yeah, exactly. Th- for
1: the- for the last, like, couple of years, the, the schedule has been so messed up. It has been it's, atrocious. Like, it's the classic right-hand, left-hand not knowing what each other are doing, right? So it's just sorted out, Wizards. Let's Absol- just release cycles are a thing, right? Yeah. You should know what's coming in the pipeline. Yeah, you know, We've got it for physical magic cards. Apply the exact same structure, albeit condensed, for the digital format so tournament organizers at wizards can schedule stuff around the releases and use it to wait for it wait for it use high level play to promote your new product wow don't, don't be, like don't be stupid Chewy. that's the most ridiculous guess. idea ever so the
2: thing that they are doing talking about promoting with high-level trying play. to catch
1: up on my whinging that I missed out on. Not being <laughs> <last
2: week>. is <laughs> Huey is actually going to be talking uh, tomorrow. So,
0: Huey No, nah, I think that's-, is, that's, that's, is, is that's it next couple weeks. I think No, that's, they announced oh, that's co- coming up too. I think it's the oh, end okay. of March. There's going to be an organized gotcha. play announcement. I thought they were doing it at the same so, yeah. time. Never mind. My yeah.
2: bad. That'll be interesting to see what comes out of that one. Because I've
1: got faith in Huey. I do. I don't. Uh, I've I I got faith in Huey, I but he's-
0: he answers to people- that yeah, are well correct. above him. So yeah, but yeah, he that's, can that's influence,
1: though, right? He can influence, just, just like Cracker. Yeah, no, no, exactly. A, so on the scale of influences, there's like Kim Kardashian, Cracker, Huey, right? So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand why they can't release. You're the
1: Kim Kardashian of Magic Cracker. <laughs> Whoa, ouch! Oh, uh,
2: that yeah, may what- be the most hurtful <laughs> thing you've ever said to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why can't they release the Alchemy set with the standard set? Why does there need to be a delay between the standard release and the Alchemy release? Like it's it's just ruining that just your format. It's
1: just resources to me because it's the same team coding, but it's the- thirty extra cards. It's not like it's.
0: You know, uh, an entire extra set, and it's like, oh boy, we've just finished coding that set. Now we're going to do an entire another set. that's thirty cards. Like,
2: I mean, the, the sets are two years out. Like, they should be coding sets in Arena today that we're not going to see for a year and a half,
0: mm. or e- at least six months. Like, there should be it, should be plenty like, of time. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't, I don't get that. And then, yeah, like you said, like using high level play to promote your sets. Go back to the old PT structure. Where it was
2: yeah. two weeks after
0: let's set go. releases, two weeks later, Pro Tour, and everyone was hyped for it because it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to buy my cards, I'm going to buy some, buy some boxes, I'm going to crack some packs, and then I'm going to watch the PT because I want to see what's getting played. And even like finance people would be watching the PT because it's like, I want to watch the PT and try and figure out what's the top deck so I can pre, you know, buy those cards before prices spike and all this sort of stuff. Like there was just so much That's excitement high. and hype well, and, and involvement. And in, then- yeah. And Then, then it you'd set, have GP it set the week game. after, and yeah. Then, yeah. then you'd see what came you, out of it. Go, and you'd go, okay, yeah. this was the top deck at the PT. Okay, what's the deck that beats that? And then you would get that cycle through the format and and changes and, and evolutions, and then that goes on for a few months. And as long as the format isn't just completely broken and it turns out there's only one deck that's good, then you, know, that, it, it, you end up with that evolution for a few months, and then a new set comes out. And then you get that same thing and that same hype for the new set. Oh, what, what changes is that going to make? And They've just completely removed all of that from, like, the structure. Like, I think their numbers on this stream capped out at, like, 10,000, where we used to regularly get, like, 40,000 viewers on the stream for, for the old PTs. But, yeah. Anyway. This one was up on the last couple
2: is worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, that's, you know, like, that that's the thing. So, it's not all down, just, you know. Mostly. as good as it could be. They, right, they we're gave back, us some we're back new on cards. The Ouija. We're, let's 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 go with there's a new mechanic that they unveiled as part of the new Alchemy cards, and this one is called Intensity. So intensity is a card designation that starts at a certain value and will perpetually change based on the card's rules text. For example, attacking or tapping a guard. So one of the examples they've given here is Bellow's Breath Ogre. It's a three-mana three three. And it says starting intensity one. Whenever it attacks, it deals damage equal to its intensity to any target. Then perpetually increase its intensity by one. So another, they're leaning. I don't mind the fact that they're actually leaning into this digital only space. I think that you know, if you're going to do these cards where they only exist in you know, Alchemy and Historic, which are digital only, then let's let's do these things where you know it doesn't matter if it's you know, shuffled back into your graveyard or bounced back to your hand or, you know, into your, you know, wherever it goes. There's some
1: design space that only works in the digital client and they're yeah, exploring correct. it. I yeah. think that's great. No,
2: it's cool. So, I think this is interesting. I don't know if these cards are, are any good or not, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I, I three like Three
1: mana three 3-3 that shoots stuff when it attacks seems fine. It doesn't haste. have haste. Yeah, it's, that's a big issue. My Like, my issue with this, you could
0: very easily do this in paper, the, the reason you can't do it in paper is because it's perpetually increasing yeah. its in- intensity by one. So yeah, you just put if, a counter on it. Yeah, though, you just right. do a counter. But just, so my it issue with this is like thematically, it's like, okay, this is a, a fire breathing ogre. And as he attacks and he gets angrier, he's dealing more and more and more and more damage. Yep, cool. Get it. Thematic. Awesome. Very good. You could easily do that just with counters. The issue because they've made it perpetual, if it dies, goes to the graveyard and then you. Bring it back from your graveyard and recast it, or you reanimate it or something. It comes back and it's already super intense, and that just is a massive flavor fail.
1: So if I fading hope this back to your hand and you cast it again, it's still got it's still got the
0: intensity. I don't know They're they're pretty. It just doesn't make. Yeah, doesn't make sense.
2: There's a card called Skullbriar, which is an old commander card. Uh, It's from like the second commander set. And it actually has a similar kind of thing. So, whenever it deals damage to a player, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Encounters remain on Skullbriar as it moves to any other zone other than the God. player's hand or library. So, they've already got this in play. So, if a Skullbriar dies- On a physical magic card. Correct. This came out in Commander set in like, whenever it was, 2011 Shout or something Shout out like
1: Cracker that. going back into the archives. <laughs> <series>. No, <laughs> I just- I remember wow. this card being really the good. The oracle over there.
2: So, it it feels really close. Obviously, this is different because Skullbriar was like- In a a Golgari deck where you'd sacrifice it and, you know, bring it back a bunch of times and the counters didn't go away. So, that was a really cool effect. But you still had to track it in a different zone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: it's definitely doable.
2: I guess the difference is that there you've got it in a singular location where it's visible all the time. Whereas if you've got three Bellows Breath Ogres in your hand, which one's got which intensity? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, definitely so much that's is, yeah, to being a yeah, correct. It easier. Yeah, that, so
2: yeah. there's definitely some challenges that you, you're working with there why it doesn't translate, but it's
1: it's close. Yeah, it's a, well, maybe that was the inspiration for this mechanic, perhaps. Yeah. Um, so also in this announcement is something that uh, I think a lot of us have been waiting to hear or well, get an update on, and this looks like actually a good use of the uh, development team's time. And Shorty, you've had... Some issues with this where you jumped on arena on your phone, won a bunch of matches and then realized at some point after winning a few matches that you weren't actually playing ranked. And that's because of the terrible update to the interface with the, what do they call it? The blade.
0: Yeah. Play blade. blade.
1: Um, which sounds like Beyblade, which is completely <laughs> confusing because that's a whole nother thing, but. It looks like they're kind of fixing it maybe question sort mark. Of.
0: I mean they've got some pictures there but the pictures don't actually really show <laughs> much.
2: It looks the same to me I have got to tell you. Yeah,
0: like the the issue that I had with it is you go to I think it's like a table symbol and then you can select like ranked or not ranked but it doesn't doesn't really like label ranked and unranked it's like one of them has a picture of like your the rank symbol like the you know mm-hmm. for me it's bronze or whatever i don't know if for other people it's other colors other than bronze i never get to see those um <laughs> but yeah like i had i had like literally this week i played three matches or three games won all three and then went oh hang on when these matches ended i didn't see my like rank increase oh geezer i'm, I'm not playing unranked went into the thing and did what I thought was ranked so that I could then play a ranked match and then hit play, won the game, and it didn't go up again. And went, what the hell? (laughs) Went back and looked like, oh, no, that's not that bit over there is ranked. And it just is super frustrating. I mean, it makes almost no difference in the grand scheme of things, and it's my own stupid fault for not not looking at it, but it just goes to show that it is just a a poor interface. So It's just unintuitive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's just and it's a, an issue that they've had for ages. There is just so many different play cues that that you can go in. Like, like looking at that screenshot, it's like one, two, three. By there's like twelve different events that we can see. Things. Plus, you can scroll. Yeah, plus down you can scroll down. It looks that, like yes, yeah, at least another couple of rows. And for a new player, like I know when you're a new player on arena. The play cues are limited. Like you have to like turn it on to show the advanced play cues. And so it limits you to, to just a couple of options. But how the hell do you know what you're meant to be playing? I've got no idea. It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So anyway, we'll see. Uh, I, I worked out which was best
2: of one ranked. And then I just kept going to the little star and clicking play. <laughs> it just kept yeah, but putting that's, me that's with the, the thing. same Like deck. that's
0: what I was doing too, but it resets sometimes. Oh, And really? so that's, that's where I made the okay. mistake the first time. I was just going yeah, recently played. Okay. And it had the deck that I'd been recently playing. It just yeah. didn't say ranked standard. It, nice. it just had a picture of the deck, sort of thing. And so I just, yep, that was, that's what I was playing yesterday. Cool, hit play. And yeah, turns out I was no longer in ranked. I was just in the normal play queue. And I was wondering why I was playing against some weird decks. But no
1: wonder you're winning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Ah, uh, but, like, any update, any improvement to that is, is going to be a good thing, right? Because it's obviously a bit terrible, and if it's less terrible, then that's an improvement. Yeah. And the
0: other part on this announcement is we're getting spectator... uh ma- oh, no, we're not. We're never no. getting that. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting Pioneer, dusting. No, 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 yeah. no, we're not getting right. that.
2: <laughs> All right. Let's see what we uh, we, we get tomorrow, and uh, we'll, yeah. we'll post the... As soon as we see the announcement, we'll post it in Discord somewhere and you can read along and check out what they say about why the economy is the way it is.
0: Yeah, because they want more money. That's the answer. The
1: Good. end. Yep.
0: Done. That's, One that's billion the stream, enough. Stream starts, counts, counts down, stream starting soon, comes on, someone goes, okay, economy is the way it is because we just want to make more money and that's it. Catch you
1: later. Bye. <laughs> uh, to watch the rest of this stream, that'll cost you four rare wild cards. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh wildcards are probably worth about as much as fuel's worth these days. It's
1: okay. yeah, uh, yeah, extremely yeah rare
0: Okay, so yeah, that's uh that's it. We'll see what comes out and then we'll I imagine we'll probably talk about it on the uh the podcast next week. And then yeah, hopefully the organized play announcement in a few weeks outlines some sort of structure. Uh I was talking to Chris and Stu on the weekend and we were just just crossing our fingers and hoping that there will be some sort of a structure that will lead to an announcement that in October, November, or something this year, there's a Grand Prix in Melbourne or Sydney or Brisbane or something, so we can uh, dedicate a weekend to go and go and play some magic.
2: Did you say October, November next year? This year, this year,
0: this year. Yeah, we okay. want it this year. Oh yeah, good luck. No, it's not. It's not going to happen. But anyway, we'll see. Okay, so that's enough of that. Enough of the whinging and complaining. We thought. Let's do something a little bit different tonight and uh, talk about a format that we don't talk about all that often, even though uh, we do play quite a bit of it, and that is Commander. So we're going to have a bit of a chat about our sort of main decks and, and sort of have a bit of a, a run through those and tell you guys what we're playing and why we why we like those decks and, and that sort of thing. So strap in for some hardcore, casual, <laughs> Magic. <laughs> in, in commander. So uh Chewy, I think uh I think you're going to kick us off.
1: Yeah, I I thought given that we uh the last couple of weeks we've had uh a, a lot of focus on you know the more competitive side of things with the the data episode that Cracker and I did and then the focus on uh on the set championship uh this past weekend. Uh, we've, yeah, all of the spikes are kind of, uh, being catered for, but, yeah, we haven't had the opportunity to really talk about, you know, some of the more fun, uh, multiplay interactive, uh, things that we like to do in the magic space. And, you know, obviously I'm talking about Commander. So I was sitting in a meeting today at work doing what I do in like goldfishing a Commander deck because I need to be doing something with my hands because I'm a fidget and, I'm either biting my fingernails or cracking my knuckles. So it's much better to sit there and shuffle a deck and goldfish it. But anyway, that's, uh, that's where this kind of came about. And I thought we would just, as Shorty said, have a little bit of a commander focus, talk about inspiration for the decks, either in building it or, you know, what drew us to purchasing the, the deck uh let's talk about some card choices if we've built the deck from scratch or upgraded things why we find that particular deck fun like what aspect or axis of that deck you know most appeals to us and then if we've got any plans to improve it or i guess if there's like a wish list of you know if money was no object i'd love to add this card or, or cards to the deck so the deck that i was uh you know gold fishing today was my shrines deck uh which is a, a five color deck which i built as a bit of a meme uh back in the day a couple of years ago now because i was sorting my magic collection found a bunch of the original kamagawa cards and i had a number of the shrines so i thought oh this would be a sweet commander deck so i went well five colors golos every enchantment that I had in my collection, a bunch of jewel lands, away we go. And the deck was kind of really fun and, and a bit of a meme at the time. And then a new set comes out that's got a whole bunch of new shrines. So I I built that and all of a sudden, you know, I had 11 shrines instead of 10. So the deck kind of powered up a little bit. So I was pretty excited by that. And what really drew me to that as a strategy is was, well, Nobody in our play group had an enchantment-focused deck. Uh, there was the nostalgia of Shrines. Uh, there was the puzzle that I really enjoy solving that is the five-colour mana base. You know, what lands do I play? What land do I fetch? How do I get, you know, Wuburg early and, and things like that? So uh, I enjoyed that from a deck-building perspective. Um, there was also uh, some... Some cards that I had in my collection that didn't really have a home that I I like, either from a nostalgia perspective or just like it's a cool card, and it was an opportunity to play some of those. So I, I, I went with that, and then Golos got banned, and I, you know, went looking for another five-color sh- commander, and a seeker filled the void, uh, and then... Uh, very recently Go Shintai of Life's Origin uh, also happens to be a shrine and gets my stuff back so just seemed like a better option so my commander is the the legendary enchantment creature shrine uh, that is it's a four mana three four three and a green for three four uh, it has a an activated ability of Wooburg, tap, return target, enchantment card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, and then when this or another non-token shrine enters the battlefield under my control, create a 1-1 colorless shrine creature token. So all of the shrines care about having shrines in play and this creates shrine creatures, which count that. So shrine's not a creature type, but it does count for the you know the life gain off cleansing fire or the uh the mana that you get off the the green shrine and things like that so it's 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 pretty cool and the what i love about the deck is it's just kind of this snowbally just just constantly just like evolves in power as it goes along and it plays all of the enchantresses so, like, Eidolon of Blossoms and Mesa Enchantress. Uh, Sithis draws a lot of cards and, you know, gets shrines. You get all of the benefits from shrines. I'm not playing the shrines out of the newest Kamigawa set either. Like, I think they're a bit underpowered being creatures. They're a bit easy to to be killed. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, playing all of the Hondans and all of the shrines, for the Sanctums, uh, effectively. And... I set up a wall with things like propaganda and uh, sphere of safety, so people can't attack me, which lets me kind of just sit there and do my thing, and then I eventually go off. It's got some combo sort of elements because omniscience is a sh- is an enchantment, and you can just go and get that, and then play all of your spells. And with Mesa Enchantress and friends, you just draw all the cards. And you can eventually just win with your shrines or particularly the red shrine that lets you discard a land to deal damage equal to shrines to opponents. So you can just like end the game if you're left, you know, unmolested, I guess. Um, so yeah, I, that's, that's really what draws me to it. You get to do like big, powerful things. Uh, and you get to draw a lot of cards and have lots and lots of permanents in play. So that's very, very fun. Uh, plans to improve it cards like replenish if i could ever justify spending money on on cards like replenish uh and uh, which lets you get uh get cards back from your graveyard so i've got the modern horizons one with suspend but yeah I'd be looking to upgrade that to an actual replenish because people like to play things like destroy all creatures so cards i'm really scared of is the what's the new six mana sorcery that exiles all the things farewell farewell yeah that that's pretty good card against me uh so yeah i'd like it if you didn't play that please and thank you uh, <laughs> but Wait, you're fine i'm not gonna play it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly so, yeah, so spoilers
0: both cracker and Eyes decks are both is it
1: <laughs> yeah exactly surprise but yeah so i i guess i'm playing white in in a sense so Uh, it's a bit of a shock when I plugged the deck into this, this website and it told me how much it was worth because of all my jewel lands. But don't don't tell Jim. uh, Well, yeah, that's, uh, (laughs) that is uh, our new kitchen. That's your kitchen, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, but yeah, it's super fun. It's really fun to play. Uh, I have an amazing set of mates uh who for my who birthday last year which was my 40th uh all got me all pitched in and got me a Sarah's Sanctum so it taps for white for every enchantment I control so it's pretty busted uh so yeah it's pretty good I, I miss fetching that with Golos but uh, you know I have to kind of draw it naturally nowadays but it's uh it's pretty gas so I love this deck it's really fun to play you know it's not C-E-D-H level like combo ridiculousness but it is quite powerful and it's just a it's a blast so it's, it's really good i, I love it yeah um, you've
0: definitely like i've played against you playing this a few times and it's sometimes it just completely goes off and you're just like chaining chaining spell after spell after spell and drawing more cards and drawing more cards and creating just making like armies of angels four and things fours. like that. Yeah, angels, yeah. a million angels, oh, and so good, various man. other tokens, and yeah, and it's, it's like you couldn't even like,
1: attack me because of the ghostly prison. Yeah, oh, yeah, so
0: good. And you just have no chance. Like, uh, do I have a board wipe? Nope. Okay, well, yeah, I'm just dead. <laughs> but you've drawn yeah, through like two thirds of your deck. It?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good.
0: Yeah, very cool deck, and and certainly gets out of hand pretty pretty quick if it's uh, not shut down. And yeah, I imagine a card like farewell is is not good, but. There's not too much other mass enchantment
1: removal. There's the, another six mana command. Uh, austere command. Austere command. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. Old school,
0: the uh, old school white one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a beating as well. Yep. Um, but I look forward to playing this deck on on stream with our paper setup. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. and we'll we'll zoom out the camera so you can have fun pretty to fit all your permanents. Pretty
1: no, tight we'll with it, all your crack- permanent placement. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I can have a lot of permanents in play, but your your deck's capable of putting many, many permanents in play. You just They probably don't need to be around for quite as long as mine to no. have an effect, right?
0: Usually it's Correct. like I've made all these permanents and you guys are all dead. <laughs>
2: that's yeah. that's my aim.
1: Yeah. yeah. So no, tell no. us about your deck.
2: I'm playing the Locust God. Here's my jam. Uh, Locust God is a six-mana creature from... What set was that? Hour of Devastation. I think yeah. that was that he came out. Great. And uh it says, uh, whenever you draw a card, create a 1-1 one, one blue and red flying insect creature token with flying and haste. And one of the sweet pieces of text on the Locust God is, when it dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. So, you can kind of dodge command attacks a lot of the time, which is good when your command costs six, because, you know, it's not the cheapest thing in the world, and you want it to- not cost 8 and then 10. So unless it gets exiled you um you can just keep picking it up and casting it again next turn which is pretty nice. But yeah, the aim of this deck is just get the locust god in play and then draw all the cards and kill everyone with little flying one ones The fact that so they have
0: haste to- is is just ridiculous. fantastic. If they didn't right, have haste, yeah. it's like okay, yeah, you can do some powerful stuff. You can make a, a million dudes, but yeah. they don't have haste, so it's okay. Either you got to find another way to make give them haste or whatever. But the fact that they just come with haste, it's like oh, you got to be kidding! Like <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's pretty. Especially scary. if he's got
1: a coat, like you can go turn five coat of arms, turn six Lepiscot, <laughs> yeah, and things like that. So yeah, yeah
2: they get yeah. pretty so big. There's the the deck is look, it's. It's not optimized by any stretch, but it's a lot of fun. I love I love playing it. So, it's got a grand total of eight creatures. Um, what, nine if you count the Locust God, and then just lots of instants and sorceries. And actually, a lot of artifacts too. So, it's trying to- There's actually a couple of- They're not infinite combos because you're relying on you drawing a deck. So, you, you do run out of cards eventually. But you, you can, like with astronauts Altar and Skullclamp in play, you can- draw your whole deck and then you have you know enough mana to do whatever you need to do usually as Chewie said it's like play a coat of arms which gives plus one plus one to each creature that matches a creature type of it's on the battlefield so each of your insects becomes like 30 30s or 50 50s pretty quickly so yeah
1: that's what, that's what why i love is the wheel of fortune narset part of veils it's I- like i'm not even mad I've, I'm not s- that.
2: I've still never done that. I've never managed to get the combo together, but
0: you, I do- You also do never to- got to play whole Breacher, did you? That's true. I did. <laughs> yeah, you got one of them and then, uh-
2: <laughs> I did. And <laughs> my did wife play. gave me for a pack, like, for my birthday. When was it? Like, last year, before it got banned. It was like, here's one random Commander Legends pack, and there was a whole Breacher in it. I was like, this is fantastic. A oh, whole Breacher, this is fantastic. I was so excited. And then we were, like, in the middle of COVID, and we just never got to play Commander in person. And it was banned before I got to sleeve it up. It was literally just sitting in my deck box. Unlucky. That's rough. Lucky, no, that's fine. That's fine. The,
1: the, uh, the but card you have is cast stupid. So uh, for those who don't know, Cracker uh, was building this deck, and I'm like, oh, sweet, uh, that deck's really good. Have you got a Wheel of Fortune? And Cracker's like, no, I'm not paying four hundred bucks for a card. Well, they
2: like, were a hundred when we talked about oh, 100 that. hundred at the time. Yeah, yeah. It was like two I'm or like, three years ago. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I was like, no way. Like, I, so this is how old I am. I paid $8 for my Wheel of Fortune and I went, I'll just lend it to you because I'm not using it. You can use it for your deck. It'll be sweet. And I'll be glad to, you know, the cards getting played. And I went hunting for my Wheel of Fortune. I went through my rares folder, couldn't find it. Went through my rares box, couldn't find it. Went through my unsorted red cards, couldn't find it. Went to my box of red commons and because it was whiteboarded i assumed it was some janky common and sitting amongst like whatever like a random like goblin piker cards <laughs> is a wheel of fortune unsleeved uh so uh, luckily it was still in good nick uh and cracker's been getting good use out of it and we've all been having fun drawing seven with it so it is it
2: is uh, it's, it's a lot of fun everyone loves it when i say we all like drawing cards right I was just like, oh, but my hand's really good. I'm like, yeah, well, here's some new ones. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the the deck is is pretty. Look, it's pretty consistent. It's pretty mana hungry. There's a lot that you could do to optimize it. I am playing like Niv Mizzet Perun, so you can play like Curiosity if you wanted to go down that path. I mean, you can just build Niv Mizzet as like a full CDH deck. Uh, it's also got Sage of the Falls, which combos with the Locust God, which I think we talked about for Historic last week. Yeah. When, yep. when we're chatting about that. So, you can just, you know, save the Falls into the battlefield, it triggers, and then it makes the insect, which triggers again. So, you draw a card and blah, blah, blah. You just draw out as many as you want to. There's a couple of other, like, just straight up jank combos that I would like to assemble one day, like um, Isochron Scepter with Dramatic Reversal and some Mana Rocks to just uh, create effectively infinite storm and then i've got an aether flux reservoir that's not good like if you wanted to make this deck better you would just cut those things from it but it just seems like a lot of fun to to try and do uh and then you've got impact tremors as well which will just ping everyone down pretty really quickly so it's an yeah al- ultimate way
0: to win if you if you can't attack people for whatever reason correct yeah
1: so and I, I think this this is built right in my mind and like you're talking about some optimizations and things and, and you know you can you know yeah you can yeah. get a Volcanic island or whatever, but the, the sage of the falls locust god combo. It's, it's a five mana and a six mana creature that goes infinite. So it's easy to interact with in that sense because they're creatures, but it does end the game and sometimes people are worried about in Commander being, like, toxic because you played an infinite combo. But sometimes the game just needs to end. Yeah. So <laughs> I agree. Uh, doing it in this way is a fun way to end the game for you, but it's a way that your opponents can still interact with. And you're not doing it on turn three. You're doing it on turn six or seven, right? So mm-hmm. you at least get to play a game. So I, I condone this course of action. I think it's
2: Yeah, I have a yeah, blast. And, and look, it's playing... Quite a bit of interaction as well. There's a number of counter spells and bounce spells, and you know, surprisingly, a number of ways to turn things into three threes. Blue's pretty good at that, so yeah, got a, a ways to, to interact with the board too. So you're not just trying to turbo things out. It's good, I love it, and I just get to nice. draw cards.
1: <laughs> Didn't know
0: that about you. And, 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 what about you,
2: Sean?
0: I play, I play Jace. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah my my commander deck is a uh, commander deck of choice is also an, an is a deck and uh, this is the deck that I'm not allowed to play very often yeah, that's uh, fine. but this is uh this is one of the precons from 2015 I think it was so it's uh mm-hmm. Mizzix of the is is Magnus this is Mizzix, whatever uh who is two blue red for a two two goblin wizard and has whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell with converted mana cost or mana value uh greater than the number of experience counters you have you get an experience counter and then it has instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast for each experience counter you have so Basically, you get this guy on the field. You cast a few instants and sorceries. You build up a few experience counters. Uh, usually, you will then have your Mizzix get killed, and then at some point you bring it back, and you get a you know two or three mana discount on on a few of your spells, and sort of uh, away you go. So yeah, this was a, a precon from like seven years ago now. Uh, that's a long time. Wow. But uh, yeah, I um I bought I bought this precon because it was blue and red and You guys were all sort of getting into Commander. Uh, I've said many, many times on this podcast that I cannot build Commander decks from scratch. My brain just... There's just too many cards available in the commander format, I think, and that's
1: that's the issue. That's what makes it fun. You get yeah, to try them. I know it them does, and but them and there's just there's like I get I'm to just spend <laughs> hours on Scryfall trying <laughs> to find the right card or a better version of a card. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a project. I'm, su- it.
0: I'm sure people like yourself love that, but I I just can't. I just can't dedicate the. The mental bandwidth to trying to come up with my own deck from in scratch. Insomnia, Shorty. I recommend insomnia. Yeah, no, I, I uh, most of not my research that. is
1: done after two a.m. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when I am fast asleep, and thankful for that. So, yeah, so I thought I'll, I'll um, you know, I'll buy a precon, and then if I want, I can sort of tinker with it from there. And, and this deck looked pretty cool. It was a blue red spells deck, and thought, yeah, I'll give this a go. And so played, played just sort of the stock version for a while, and you know, it was it was reasonable. It wasn't doing anything. Crazy broken. It was just sort of using the the discount to like have cheaper card draw spells and, and things like that. Like there wasn't, there was no sort of broken combos in there or anything. But I jumped onto uh, EDH Rec and looked at uh, lists with Mizzix as the commander and just sort of got a bit of an idea of what other people were doing with the list. And um, I probably spent maybe 50 bucks, like, like not much. Like, my deck, the card kingdom price for my deck is 372 to 394 Like, it's pretty cheap. There's nothing, nothing expensive not here. Mine's not much more than that. No, no, not much. Just add an extra zero and times it by a couple. <laughs> I'm like dual lands. OG
1: dual lands. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't even have a... Uh, uh, scalding tarn in here or anything like that um i think like my most expensive card is like a cyclonic rift though so, yeah there's there's nothing expensive in here but yeah probably probably spent i had already had a few cards chucked them in and yeah maybe spent like 50 bucks and and just put in a few upgrades for it and and sort of changed what the deck was doing and and now this deck's Like the reason why people don't like playing against it is very much this deck is I just kind of do not much for the first three or four turns, draw a few cards, maybe counter a spell here or there, maybe wipe the board, something like that. And then I pass the turn and then I spend the next three people's turns furiously doing math, (laughs) writing things on a piece of paper. And then it gets back to my turn and I say, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 uh, this. Does anyone have any way to stop me? No? Okay, you're all dead. <laughs> and uh, that's not very enjoyable for uh, for your opponents, as it turns out. But uh, I, I certainly enjoy it. It's, it's good fun. So the way I'm sort of doing that, uh, yeah, the deck has, you know, it's got a bunch of your, your usual card draws, your, your brainstorms, you know, a few counters in Cryptic Command and uh, uh, like Insidious Wheel. And there's the what's the other one mystic confluence those sorts of things so a, f- a few of those sorts of things to uh, have a little bit of control or, or sort of keep your keep your musics alive you know you've got the, the the standard swift foot boots and lightning greaves and all that um and then yeah it's just sort of a, a few board wipes so we've got like blasphemous act which which deals 13 to uh to each creature which is a good way to wipe the board uh Mizics, uh sorry a museum mortars which yeah, deals deals four damage. Standard uh, all
1: star back in the day.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah, so another another board wipe. Uh, Storm's Wrath is is sort of similar. Magma Quakes another way to, to sort of wipe the board. And then yeah, good old Cyclonic Rift just to sort of reset <laughs> reset everything when you when you overload that and just return all non land permanence uh, that I don't control to my my owner's hand is always good fun. Well, my a, poor enchantments. Yeah, it's a it's a staple I think in, mm. in most blue commander decks. And uh, yeah, it's reason reason why it's worth a little bit of money. So yeah, I just sort of spend the first few turns doing doing that sort of stuff, pondering, preordaining, that sort of thing. And then, uh, you know, a couple of tutors, like mystical tutors. Uh, I've got like that spell seeker creature from what was that set? Can't remember what that set was. Conspiracy it like? or something? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Something no, Battlebond. Battlebond, that's Battle what bond. I'm thinking of. Yep. Yep. A couple other different, different tutors. And then uh, you know a few discounts. I've I've got seven creatures in the in the deck plus the the music. So uh, eight creatures. You know I've got Boral Goblin Electr- Electromancer for a bit of discount on my spells. Gutter Snipes for you know, a little bit of ping damage here and there for the spells I'm casting. I've got a Niv Mizzet as well, just because I'm sort of drawing a few cards and whatever, and it's a good good creature. And then Talrand, the uh, the Sky Summoner. It's been around for a while. It's the four mana two two that whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, you create a two two Drake with flying. So uh, that can if that goes unchecked on a board, can can create sort of a bit of a presence on its own. But yeah, what I'm sort of trying to get to is is my win conditions, which is basically a bunch of different copy spells uh, that that you know copy copy the next instant or sorcery that I'm I'm going to cast, and then a w- a few ways to generate just a ton of mana. So mana geezer, mana Geyser, whoever you want to say that one. I always, I always like to You're say mana <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Three red, red for sorcery. Add red for each tapped land your opponents control. I don't know if you guys have played Commander before, but generally most people tap out every single turn. So when you've got three opponents, that's a decent amount of, of mana that that generally gets added when you when you're doing this. Uh, and then uh, we've got like uh, what's it called Mizzix mastery. Uh, when you overload that, it uh, exiles all the cards in your, or all the instants and sorceries in your graveyard, and then you get to copy them all for free. We've seen that one in in Historic. That's pretty uh, pretty strong. So, cast a few spells. You know, you know we've got some Seething Songs, that sort of thing. Generate a bit of mana. Play your Mana geezer. Get generate a bunch more mana. Uh, overload your music's mastery, recast everything you've just cast again, copy things a few times, all that sort of stuff. Basically just generate a ton of mana and then you win with cards like Comet Storm. So Comet Storm is X red red and it's got choose any target, then choose another target for each time this spell was kicked. It's got kicker for a single generic mana and it deals X damage to each of them. So you can, you know, generate 60 60 mana no worries and and just do you know like 55 or whatever it is to to each opponent with uh, kicking it a few times uh expansion explosion is another sort of similar thing that that uh, you you can cast that and then copy it and things like that to to deal some damage to your opponents And what's the other one? Fall of Titans is the the other one that's sort of similar deals. X damage to each of up to two target creatures and or players. So, you know, if there's only two players left, you can just finish those two off or uh, copy it and uh, finish the other person off. So You uh, can also
1: go old school and just stroke them out as well with Stroke of Genius.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah, like mill them out. Yeah, Stroke of Genius is X2 blue. For an instant, target player draws X cards so you can... You know, target target someone and uh, make them draw out their entire library if if that's how you want to do it if you can't kill with uh, with damage so uh, yeah it's a one it's- one turn win yeah it's generally. kind of like
2: storm <laughs> except without using the storm yeah. mechanic you are kind of just yeah, building yeah. to that point where you you have like one massive turn and just
0: yes it is it is just one huge and turn, if and that's you get where stopped the, the then
2: like you usually die pretty quickly after that it's been my yeah. experience if like someone's got the well-placed counter spell or removal then like that's it but
0: yeah, yeah. G- generally i will either be you killed in win. advance <laughs> because people don't want to deal with me uh, or they want to deal with me quickly or yeah i try and do my thing and someone's got a, a counter and i don't have my counter of my own or i just win and kill everybody in one turn so yeah right. it can right. be this interesting right Yeah, but it does require a lot of math because you have to, you know, you're sort of, you're spending a few turns sculpting your hand to get to a point where it's like, okay, I can cast this, then this gets this mana, then cast this, then copy this and then bring, cast these ones back from my graveyard and then that gets me to a point and then it's like, okay, now I can sort of do a bit of a loop and cast things a few times. And then that's going to get me enough. And what life is everybody on? Okay, okay. so I need to be able to generate this mana and, yeah, I've got enough. And so I'm literally writing it out on on a piece of paper sometimes. And hot tip, as I think, Chewie, you've said this plenty of times when you're playing Commander, work that stuff out in your opponent's turns. Don't do it oh, in your goodness. turns. Oh, my goodness,
1: yes. <laughs> yes. Don't sit there on your phone or having another conversation, not paying attention to the game. And then it gets to your turn, and then go. Oh, okay. I'm going to spend time minutes some figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Public service announcement. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, if you were to uh, improve this deck, Shorty, if money was no uh, no object, and you wanted to make this deck better than it is, where would you start?
0: Uh, would you I mean, <laughs> I don't know the cards to add to this deck to, to massively improve. There, I've I've definitely Force seen over will. the last. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a good start. But I've seen over the last few sets, there are, you know, we've got Galvanic Iteration. That'd be a great card to add to this deck. Uh, expressive Iteration, also another good card to, to add to this deck. There's been a few similar to Comet Storm type, you know, deals X damage type spells that recently that could be added. And then if there's been a few copy spells that could be added recently. They're all super cheap. In terms of expensive stuff, I've got no idea what I would add. You know, probably just add a... Uh, volcanic island and put my one of my scolding tarns in here and that's about it and there's i'm sure there's a bunch of other expensive things i could add but yeah this this is a deck that i don't have built at the moment and i probably won't build i may build it and put it back together and just play one game with it but yeah it, it is I've, not i've it's got not an idea of something
1: against. you could upgrade yep yeah you could get a blackboarded shivan Reef. yeah <laughs>
0: No, I cannot
1: This is this is the deck that started that in-joke, right? <laughs> yes, it is Yeah, I yeah, have yeah, my entire deck children.
0: My entire deck Actually, no, there is one other I can't remember which, which spell it is There's one other common, I think That is a black a whiteboarded <laughs> card Actually, I think it's my seething song I think my seething song is, uh, oh, is a that's whiteboarded even worse seething song on- <laughs> I, I have a whiteboarded
2: forest in Merin That I fetch on purpose just to tilt Chris
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> Right. But yeah, it's this amazing. this deck, it doesn't actually need its commander to go off. Like, the commander is helpful because it, it gives you those discounts, but you don't actually need it. Usually, if you can survive f- for a bit in the game, like even if you're on one life, you, you just kind of get to a point where it's like, okay, now I get my turn, and it doesn't even matter that I've whether I've got my commander or not. I just tee a bunch of spells together and, and just go off and kind of like storm and, and just win the game, so...
1: You've also Good got fun. Baral and Electromancer that do, do a similar thing. They've got yeah, a bit of redundancy yeah. and there And, you, well. like, sometimes yep. you're
0: just relying on your opponents just bashing each other and everyone's down to 20 life. And it's like, okay, well, I don't actually need as much mana to kill everyone, and yeah, you can sort of go off a bit quicker. But uh, when you spend all your time sculpting your hand and then someone casts a, uh, a wheel, that is <laughs> extremely frustrating. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs>
1: I yeah, it's funny. I've got decks like uh I've got Muldrotha who loves a wheel. Yeah, happy yes. happy yep. to discard my Golgari Grave Troll and then draw seven, so I get to <laughs> dredge a bunch. Uh, but then yeah, then many of my other decks, not so much. So. Yeah, yep. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's my that's my main commander deck. We will put the links for these into the show notes, so you can uh, have a look and, and copy our lists if you want. If you want to. Give us some advice for what we should be adding to our decks or changing in our decks. Just yeah, go and uh, go and chat about them in the commander channel in the Discord, and we'll we will take your advice and maybe do something with that. But we will we'll read your comment at least. We'll, we'll definitely and, read your comments. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely I need to build a new commander deck. I, I need to I need to find something. I was saying on the weekend, I played commander with Stew and Q-Ball on the weekend, and uh, I played Stew's ready deck. And uh, I, th- I decided. I think I need to just build a group hug pillow fort deck. Just something, just completely different and calming. And uh, nice. Let's just. Ex- there's, extend there's some really the good options out. for that. <laughs> so, just <to laughs> Stay make because go- commander <laughs> doesn't
2: go for long enough already. We're just going to slow it down. Yeah, uh, yeah. As Shorty was just saying though, if if you haven't played commander before, then the precons are excellent. They are like the best way to get into it. I know that Chewie likes to build from what he's got, but a lot of people don't have, you know, 15 years of Magic card collection to draw on. So, like the commanders are don't draw on out-
1: my collection; they'll wreck the cards. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> just let your kids do it instead. Um, yeah, that's that's a really good way to do it. I did that with Marin, which is like my one of my other favorite decks, and you know, I've changed probably like 40 cards in that. But it started as you know the precon. And there's a new set of pre-cons coming out soon with New Capenna. Yeah, there's going to be Kepanna. there's going to be five new um, three color um, commander precons, which will be pretty sweet. I'm looking forward to seeing those. I may even look to pick one of them up. Um, but you know, it's always a thing where you can just build stuff. And like, I'm building an Esper control list at the moment with Never Neural as the commander, and it's literally just like. Esper cards I own. I've got, like, a nickel bolus deck, which is Grixis cards I own. And so, like, that that can be fun too. They're definitely more janky. But if you want to have a really good leg up and an idea of where you can take things from, you can find precons, And then there's always people who are putting up, like, ideas about how to, you know, improve them for on a budget. You can spend, like, $20 and take it this direction and stuff. So, there's always lots of good things you Jump can do. Jump into that.
1: the Commander channel on our Discord and, yeah. um, you know, sing out for help or- uh, H- Hemsey you know, will answer you in about 30 seconds. Correct. Yeah, Hemsey is- like, his ears pricked up. We haven't even <laughs> published the episode yet. He doesn't know why, but he's, he's ready. That's he's ready. it. Here's the stadium. Pavlovian response. Like,
2: People are
0: talking about Commander. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You feel it
1: in his waters. He's yeah, just rolled yeah.
2: over and gone, mm, not the threat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Love it. Oh, that's great. Uh, um, very good. So, yeah, play some Commander. I'm looking forward to playing on stream. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely awesome. Stay
0: tuned for that. Yeah, we'll uh, hopefully do that in the near future. So... Uh, that's going to be it for tonight. Last uh, quick reminder, our Kamigawa League, uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, it may already be over, but the group stage ends 10 p.m. Friday the 18th. So we're recording this Thursday evening, so it is in, in less than 24 hours from, from right now. So... There's not that many matches left to be played. There are still a couple of groups where the top two is still in contention. So get those matches done and uh, yeah, then we'll be kicking off the final stage and then have the coverage for the finals on the 2nd of April uh, where we will be in person again. Uh, The beans, we're using some of our new setup that we've got for our paper stream and uh, yeah, we'll be streaming all the coverage and action from the Neon Dynasty League finals. So keep an eye out for that so that's it for this week usual wrap up stuff yep come and join us in discord as we said best place to be to uh to chat to us and chat to all the people in our awesome community and get help deck advice all that sort of stuff uh there's yeah lots of really cool people in there go and check out our merch store the link is in the show notes grab some magic beans gear there's also a link for josh and pat's mtg bazaar or you can just go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au join up in the facebook group and check out the daily auctions you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, all those places we are, Magic Beans or Magic Beans Cast. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Cracker?
2: At Joel Hill underscore.
0: Very good. So that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there, and we will see you all next time.